Welcome back, sports fans. This week, we've got some thoughts on some shakeups in Major League Baseball. We have some... Uh, we have the return of one of our most beloved, beloved, beloved segments on in sports retorts history. Um, hmm. Thanks to everyone's favorite recently retired QB. And, but mostly, <laughs> we are going to court i'm huli i'm the joe and i'm mary beth smith and this week the bulk of our conversation is a heated debate at which of our favorite sports is invariably the best ending in us all going yeah you're right mb baseball's awesome we will be having a special guest, Daniel, joining us as the uh, honorable presiding judge for the case we bring to the court today. Uh, Daniel is a listener who helped us out by creating our Instagram account that we have been pleading for for weeks. Uh, he is not particularly affiliated with any specific team or sport, so he should make the perfect, objective, impartial judge to uh, explain why football is the greatest sport in the world. You are all wrong. Mini golf rules all with its windmills and tiny bridges. Yeah, actually, I, I no think argument mini golf. Here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, sports fans, we got a sweet deal for you this week. We teamed up with Board Game Bento, which is a subscription box service for tabletop games, to provide you with a sweet deal on next month's box. The theme is, you guessed it, sports. If you sign up before August, you can get a bunch of sports themed board games and tabletop games delivered to your door. It's worth at least $80 in terms of the games and gaming accessories that are included in it, and we are here to sling up a sweet, sweet deal for you. If you use the code NERDS at their website, NERDS, you will receive $5 off any board game bento subscription level. That is cool. And you can do it, and it'll, like, they'll know that we sent you there. How cool is that? It's like they give some, and we give some, and you get board games, and we all love sports, and we don't care who knows. Thanks. The moment we've all been waiting for, the starting lineup. The NBA made a big move in protest this week. In response to North Carolina House Bill 2, a law dictating where transgendered people can use public restrooms, the NBA has decided to pull its all-star game from Charlotte to a location to be decided, causing the city to lose out on an estimated $100 million in revenue. So in determining where private citizens can take a leak, lawmakers decided to shit the bed. Great job, assholes. Speaking of shit in the bed, 
Two NFL players are trying to clean up the bed that they made. Livion Bell, who was suspended recently for four games after missing a drug test. And Josh Gordon, Cleveland Browns receiver, who was suspended a year for drug charges as well. Both players have had their sentences reduced or enforced at four games. But if you're me, you're going to look for them around game six because both those guys are still running on stoner time. Le'Veon and Josh may not have had good luck in their drug testing, but someone else in the NFL did. The NFL recently decided that Peyton Manning did not use HGH or PEDs during his NFL career. In a related story, the FBI has cleared Hillary of all charges for her email scandals. Congrats, guys. Stay on top. (laughs) You just can't keep a good man or woman down. (laughs) Someone should definitely drug test Chris Sale. (laughs) (laughs) Chicago White Sox pitcher Chris Sale uh, reportedly... Uh, before a game was very upset that the team had to wear throwback uniforms and decided to take a pair of scissors and cut them up so nobody could wear them. Appropriately, the team scratched him from the start and sent him home, making it the second time this season that the White Sox have ejected a child from their clubhouse. (laughs) (laughs) I guess uh, everybody at Chicago should start hiding their kids and hiding their wives. (laughs) Because we got another bad boy coming to town. Mm. The Cubs very recently traded for New York Yankees closer Aroldis Chapman. While still with the Yankees, Chapman threw a record 105-mile-per-hour pitch against the Orioles' J.J. Hardy. Sorry, allegedly threw against (laughs) J.J. Hardy. Chapman, who served a 30-game suspension to start the season despite police declining to press charges, tied his own previous record with the pitch, which was the fastest thing to leave his hand since he fired eight gunshots inside his garage while his girlfriend hid in nearby bushes, according to the police report. Go Cubbies. (laughs) And turning to some, I don't know, more Hall of Fame-worthy gentlemen in the great American pastime. There are bad players and there are good players. One of the all-time greats, Ken Griffey Jr., was inducted into Cooperstown Hall of Fame this past weekend, officially making me feel old as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Like it's time for walk-ons. Welcome back to Sports Retorts and the latest edition of Sports Retort Sports Court. 
we have had this court in session previously. Uh, tonight, we are here to settle a great debate once and for all of America's three big sports, which is the best. Uh, Huli, Mary Beth, and myself have all decided to take stances on one particular sport, present arguments on why we think it is the best. But obviously, if this is a court and we're all arguing, none of us can be the judge. So we brought in an impartial observer, a fan of the show, and a gentleman and scholar who took us up on our offer <laughs> of creating an Instagram account and being welcomed on the show. Please welcome Daniel from Toledo. Woo! Hi, it's really nice to be here. Uh, Daniel, we are very happy to have you on the show this evening. Uh, what is going to happen, Daniel and listeners, is we will take three different rounds, three different topics for each of the three of us to present an argument. We will be having a two and a half minute time limit for each point that we are going to make. So we will take different turns speaking about the culture of each sport, the season of each sport, and the gameplay of each sport. Uh, we are all going to change the order in which we speak. We are going to speak about culture first, uh, and Huli is going to be the one kicking us off. Is that everything important that we need to know uh, about no, sports it's, court? It's not quite everything, the Joe. I, Huli, will be taking basketball as definitively the best sport in the land. I will be talking about the uh, sport that is America's uh, absolute favorite thing in the whole wide world, uh, American football. And I will be rounding us out with my defense of baseball, which I would argue is America's game. So, yes. Uh, is that everything then? I think, um, we're, I think we're ready to lay down our arguments. I believe so. All right. Um, so, Huli will kick us off. Uh, I'm sorry in advance to both of you for uh, the, the SmackDown that I will, uh, I'm about to lay down. I don't know okay. why you're apologizing to Daniel. He's been quite nice about this, and you should <laughs> lay smack down upon our guest. Super fair. Um, is the clock ready? Uh, yes. All right. Huli, uh, please present your argument as to why basketball's culture helps it be the, the best sport in America. It is. Like all these, started in America in Kansas. James Naismith was attaching a peach basket to a pole and throwing a ball through it, and that's about as basic as you get. Since then, it has blown up immensely. It is signing players for huge dollars, huge TV contracts, and the culture of the NBA is just as pivotal as anything else. The Showtime Lakers in the 80s, the Celtics of the 60s, the Bad Boy Pistons of the 80s, Jordan in the 90s. These things didn't just transcend sports, they transcended the world. Jordan is a global icon, LeBron James is a global icon. These players have influence and ability and it's not just on the basketball court. They're affecting culture and cells. Jor Michael Jordan just recently donated $2 million to two foundations that he thinks can do some good. The NBA game, the All-Star game, was also moved from Charlotte once they decided that not enough was being done over House Bill Number 2. These are actions that transcend not only sports, but into culture itself. When LeBron James left, it wasn't just the fans that were hurt. It was the actual businesses that 
closed down, stopped the bars, the restaurants that saw, saw less service, the bartenders, the servers, cooks, everyone involved that's not now working as much. That's culture. That's difference and influence on a tangible level. And now these guys are going to be the only ones of the major sports, I believe, that are competing at an Olympic level. So not only do they have the chance to have an impact locally, they have a chance to impact things globally as well and bring home the gold. All right. I hear what you're saying. I have my rebuttal uh, in the form of um, baseball culture. And I would like to focus on the minor leagues of baseball because Hmm. I believe that is the most, like, representative part of what the culture surrounding baseball looks like. Um, They have some of the most ridiculous promotions because they're just trying to get fans in to watch games and they're the stakes are so low and as a a common thing just like doesn't exist in the other sports or a similar thing doesn't exist in the other sports like when I was in college I would go see the Greenville Drive just because they were there I had no ties to they were a Uh, Red Sox minor league team and like I could give a shit about the Red Sox but we could get tickets for like five bucks on Thursdays over the summer they did dollar Thursdays you could spend a dollar on every beer you drank and every hot dog so (laughs) and like there is nothing like you could leave the stadium having spent like twenty dollars and be fucking smashed like (laughs) (laughs) and full and full and you got to watch a fun game I remember some of the players that came through while I was watching drive games. Uh, Coco Crisp, who plays for yeah. um, mm-hmm. the – he played for Oakland for a while. I think he's in Cleveland now. He came up with Cleveland. Really? Well, not, like, came up, but, like, he was uh, a Cleveland player – I'm sorry, in the, like, early aughts. I'm pretty sure – um, he was like in minor league games either when I watched the Charlotte Knights when I was growing up, which is like definitely something that those were the first like baseball games I ever watched uh, were live were those like I didn't live close enough to Atlanta to go to those stadiums. But like that's how kids get hooked on baseball is by going to like and every little crappy town has one. Like I was looking at some fun names, which is also uh, a silly thing for like minor league sports. Every everything else really just has like the collegiate level Mm -hmm. um and you know has these built-in uh fan bases because that's where you went to school but like minor league baseball is so so anyone's game like the savannah bananas like what (laughs) the f like albuquerque isotopes uh the um I mean, Chattanooga lookout. The the southern ones that are great are like the the mud hens. And uh, the I, like, I mean, mud hens are Toledo, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. they've used to play in the Woo. south a lot. But there you go, like the Toledo mud hens, um, the hickory crawdads. Yeah. My dad had a hickory crawdads hat when I was growing up, and like that's Hickory, North Carolina. It was close to where we lived, but like not really. It wasn't like his hometown team or anything. <laughs> um, it was just like a silly name. Uh, so there's something to be said for just like pure silliness. Um, I was reading about some 
promotions that have happened in minor leagues. And the number one on this list I found is that uh, Jose Canseco um, was playing for like a lot of uh, – independent league teams in the minors like around the end of his career and there was a team who did a juice box night and handed a box of juice to every person who came into the stadium and like that's such a fucking dig man like you can't get away with that in in other sports like and um what uh you know i think i'll throw this in here right at the end the braves organist um does similar things for other players like um uh, walk-up songs for the other teams where he'll take suggestions on Twitter <laughs> from fans and be like, so for he, you know, already took a stab at uh, Chris Sale um, and was like, guess I'll have to play like, I can't even remember what he said, cut up the boards or something. I didn't know the song, but he, you know, he'll, he, he plays for, um, what's the fucking guy who played for the Brewers? Um, and juice for a while and got Braun. suspended. Yeah, Braun. Ryan Braun. He always plays like I fought the law and the law won and stuff like that <laughs> oh, and like drug songs. So it's like it's that's just something that I think is uniquely baseballian is uh, really silly promotions and uh, the culture surrounding that is really unique. Excellent points. Excellent points. All right, if we want to talk about culture, it starts and ends with tailgating. Sure, (laughs) you can get dollar beers inside the stadium on a Thursday afternoon, and I hope you have a great summer day. Amateur hour over there. If you want to be a professional, you show up to the Cleveland Municipal lot at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning, 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning, (laughs) whenever you get up on a Sunday morning. (laughs) You have fucking beer you have kielbasa you have people in dog masks you have bone hair lady you have macho man randy savage all there uh not the real one the super fan yeah yeah um there is nothing more american than drinking beer grilling meats hanging out with your friends getting drunk in the sunlight to then go spend a bunch of time watching 22 dudes hit each other as hard as they can. Uh, uh, Other traditions from football include holiday games. A Thanksgiving would not be complete without sitting down and watching the Cowboys lose and the Lions lose and some (laughs) other team happen. Um, Happen. You know what I mean. I'm running at it. I'm trying to be conscious of my time, and and this is being very counterproductive. Um, So... Uh, fantasy football has become one of the biggest things in, in, in our country, in the whole world. Uh, millions of dollars are traded because of daily fantasy leagues. Uh, magazines are written. The league is a, is a show on FX because of fantasy football, because everyone loves football. Um, mm-hmm. And if we could talk about one of the biggest pieces of culture in the, in, in the American zeitgeist, Super Bowl Sunday. No other sport has such a big effect on America as Super Bowl Sunday. You, you, a lot of places can't even say Super Bowl Sunday because that is trademarked. If, if it's an advertisement, they have to say, get your stuff for the big game. Oh, because yeah. even the name yeah. Super Bowl Sunday is so big that it's trademarked. What is more American than that? 
uh, an Ah Real Monsters episode was about the the flush that happens oh. at at halftime because everyone holds it in during the first half. There there is a right. wardrobe malfunctions. <laughs> halftime shows. <laughs> nothing bigger. Nothing bigger than that? Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> I just I mean it's all fine. It's just like that was your like cultural pinpoint. Was I didn't. Was I hadn't. I hadn't decided on it. Chin? It just it just came out. <laughs> yeah. Like all that shit at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Daniel, any any first thoughts? Again, you're not making your your final ruling now, but any any initial takeaways from from our first points? They're all strong ones. Jeez. Yeah. I was at first. I was like, yeah, first one, basketball. That seems strong. (laughs) (laughs) It has to be the best one. Then it was like, oh no, baseball's pretty good. Damn it, football's pretty good too. Uh, All these cultural icons, but for different reasons. So that's like neat. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) All right. So it's a close race so far. I feel like we're all making good points. I will. I will counter that. Uh, I went to some fucking great tailgating outside of PNC a couple weekends ago, yeah. and I play fantasy baseball. So like, yeah, you and twelve other people. <laughs> <laughs> there are eight people in my league. <laughs> <laughs> That's not helping. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> I said less. <laughs> there are eight plus five <laughs> <laughs> there are 18 people in my league so many, so many people so many people yeah i and to i also play fantasy basketball i've played fantasy basketball i've played fantasy baseball but it's nothing it's n- i know it's, it's not, not the same it's, it's, it's not. not the same it's just not the same i it's mean your point far about- more complicated because you too. have to Baseball and basketball are daily We'll get there. Sets. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get yeah. there. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool. Cool. Uh, let's talk about the season. Let's talk about the season. Timer ready? Uh, timer ready. Uh, Daniel, I want, I want to do some math with you real quick. Uh, what's the smaller number, 162 or 81? I'd have to guess 81. You would be correct. Uh, Follow-up question, which is the smaller number, 81 or 16? I think 16. That is also correct. So 1 16th is greater than 1 82nd. Is that correct? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And then that's also greater than 1... Uh, 162nd. I think I messed up some of the math, but you, 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 you see where I'm going. Uh, an individual mm-hmm. game in football is uh, 10 times as important as an individual game in baseball when it comes to season standings. Uh, any given Sunday is so true when it comes to football because uh, any team can beat any other team. There is a, a, a more parity in football than there is in other sports. It's easier for teams to turn around with a high draft pick, a new quarterback, a new running back, star linebacker, to to make themselves relevant again and defeat their opponent in one game. Um, when, when you only have 16 opportunities to amass a record, each individual matchup is, is absolutely vital. Uh, uh, playoffs could... Uh, uh, playoffs can be made in the difference between being 10 and 6 and 9 and 7. That, that is absolutely realistic. It also translates very strongly to the playoffs. In baseball and basketball, you have best of series. Oh, you didn't have a good game? Try again, slugger. Uh uh-uh, uh, fuck that shit. In football, you get one fucking chance, and that is it. 
talking about fantasy football, what makes it different than the other sports is because you have a whole week to do your research. You have a week for uh, to 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 plan out which waiver wire you want to pick up, to, to talk about trades, to do head games, talk about who you're going to leave in the lineup, because there's something magical about having the week culminate in the, the final experience uh, of, of every team playing at the same time with a few notable exceptions on Thursday night, uh, Sunday night, and Monday night. But those are the exceptions, not the rule. Um, there's just something so special about uh, having football season back, which it almost is, and I can't wait. I yield the rest of my time. Uh, I yield the, the I yield the like floor. Four seconds. <laughs> I, I, nobody needs to know that. <laughs> I just thought I'd fill the rest of the four seconds with. A uh, you wanted to get you wanted to get your argument uh, started early. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we are talk we are talking about the seasons of our Correct. respective sports. Perfect. Um, you brought up a numbers game, Joe, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Uh, you have 16 games, which is far not enough of something that you actually enjoy. Like, would you rather have two cookies or four cookies? I would much rather have four Give cookies. Give me them cookies, baby. That's what I'm saying. Give me them cookies. <laughs> However, would you rather have four cookies or eight cookies? I'd rather have four. Eight is too many cookies. <laughs> No way, you must dude. eat cookies responsibly. Give me all them cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so much like cookies, 82 games is the perfect amount for a basketball season. Like baseball, it still allows us to go through an ebb and flow of a season. People are going to get hot. People are going to cool off. Also, it doesn't allow for things like injuries. You get injured in football. And you're screwed. Next man up, your position's gone, everything else. In basketball, because it's a longer season, you generally have a little more time to get injured, come back, and come back and play again and be an effective player. That's on the 82-game season. Once you get into the playoffs, things shift a little bit. So let's talk about that playoffs. So Playoffs? Are we talking about playoffs? There is no greater sports game in the world then game seven. Mm. Once you've gotten through the whole thing, that, ooh, that Golden State Warriors, OKC game seven, that Cleveland Warriors game seven, there is no greater game in sports that has been built to that because you've had not just a week to prepare and get ready like you would in the playoff game, you've already been playing each other for a week and a half, two weeks, putting in strategies, taking this in, putting that out. And then it all culminates into one game at the end of the season for the playoffs. And then as soon as the playoffs are done and you crown an NBA champion, it turns right around into draft mode. And you go right into the draft season, which is a fantastic way uh, to keep fans involved year-round. They love it. They really enjoy it. And then from after the draft, it immediately goes into free agency. And then if you're a fan like I am, you can watch Summer League. Or you can just take your summers off. It is not eight cookies, which is far too many for your <laughs> nine-season sport. And it's not just two cookies. You get four cookies of deliciousness. I give basketball four cookies up. Oh, man. <laughs> I just got to say, y'all can call me the cookie monster. <laughs> because this argument is all about how you have so much of something that you love that you are never, uh, you know, without it. It's it's It becomes 
you know, baseball, even watching baseball, and this will get a little bit into gameplay, which is our next section, but even watching baseball doesn't necessarily always have to be an active choice. It's like a thing that is, it's like, you know, turning the TV on in the background, and it's something that is so comfortable to you that you can, like, cook dinner while it's playing, and that's, that, baseball is, like, the dinner cooking of sports, (laughs) like, (laughs) (laughs) because every single day you have to set your roster if you're playing fantasy. Every single day you look at who the, who the lineups are. Um, You know, at one point in my dad and brother's uh, relationship with Braves baseball, they would talk every single day on my brother's ride home from work. And they would almost exclusively talk about Braves baseball. If you're waiting from one Sunday to the next, you on Monday and Tuesday, you talk about last week's game. On Wednesday and Thursday, you, <laughs> like, I guess, still think about stuff that happened last weekend. On, on Friday and Saturday, you're like, oh, finally, there's about to be more football. And then Sunday, for those three brief hours or however the fuck long football games take um you know that's what you get but baseball is literally every single day i i i get to experience the thing that i like in sports the most almost every single day of the season and there's so much chill and ever presence where baseball is concerned um and I think it does kind of tie back into, like, the culture of being more, uh, like, kind of loose and lackadaisical. With 162 games, you have to find ways to make all of them, um, you know, as as fun and interesting as the next one. And I think that that challenge is one that I love as a fan. Um, and the playoffs... Nothing like a game seven. We got that too, baby. I mean, and and it's it's we got a little something for everybody. I don't love the wild card playing, but it's fucking maker to break it. After you played 162 games, you could still lose one and not get into the playoffs, and that's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's stupid, but you got a little bit for for everybody. If you're a person who likes the make or break, you have that. If you're a person who likes a seven game series, you have that too. Well, yeah, <laughs> those are some really good points um, about how the games are so unimportant. You could do other things while they're on. Um, that was, no, that was a really strong point. I also, I also agree with you guys. Game sevens are great um, whenever the series go to them. It, it, I guess like in football, like it's pretty much like every game is a game seven. But again, great points, everybody. Uh, Daniel, any any quick takeaways from our, our second of three points uh, made? Oh man. Um... Yeah, no, it, that really does sound like a preference question because it is whether more like how into it you want to be because I think I'm much more of a baseball person at this point because I'm like, yeah, I'd like to like cook some food or like yes. do some cleaning. <laughs> yes, and, it's the- you know. And, and, and baseball was presented in a way that was like, oh, it all had has the slow burn, the game seven, and the big, the big part. Totally. So, Again, don't don't make a judgment everybody. yet. Don't make a judgment eight cookies, yet. Eight cookies, yeah, yeah, eight no, cookies, I don't. I don't. <laughs> eight um, you're you're right. It is totally a personal preference. There is no right or wrong answer. But tonight we will find the right answer. Uh, thanks to your uh, fair and benevolent ruling. Um, so we will be moving on to the third arguments to be made. We will be speaking about the gameplay of each individual sport. Uh, MB will kick us off. Huli will close. I will be uh, right in the middle. Uh, so, uh, Mary Beth, the floor is yours whenever you are ready. Sure. Um, I've got two main talking points here. First of all, 
Um, person throws ball. Someone hits ball with stick. Ball goes somewhere. That's the only sport you can say that about. For like, it's <laughs> you, like you guys is you trying to get the ball into a hole or across a line. Like you're trying to throw or propel the ball in some way. But like, how crazy is it that you have to like run around bases? Like, what does that mean? It's so silly. It's like it's like at its core, just like the silliest thing you could possibly think of. Like. Um, baseball didn't, um, it, like, the origins of it are so shady because, like, there were a bunch of different European games that were, like, throw ball at stick. <laughs> and eventually one of them just kind of, like, shook out into being what is America's pastime. Um, so that's one thing I just, like, there's, unless you're talking about, like, cricket but like who knows how cricket works there's no <laughs> other sport like you gotta know baseball. what a crumpet is to understand <laughs> yeah. cricket um and then my other point is like um also to that sentiment that like the uniqueness of the sport so shows in like the uniqueness in the skills that one has to like the spec speciality special like specificity the like amount that you have to have a specialized skill is what i'm looking for mm. as a pitcher as a home run hitter as an average hitter as a shortstop as an outfielder like as a catcher all of those positions are totally different skill sets like you you can't just like you don't really have like an all around baseball player. Like you're one, even among pitchers, you're like a great starting pitcher, a middle relief or a closer guys move around in those positions, but not much. Like, you know, you get so specialized as one of those things and you pretty much stay in that position your whole career. And that is I, you know, has some translation in those other sports, but I think is pretty unique to baseball in terms of the breadth of positions. I'm going to have to start my argument by countering MB's last point. Uh, you said that players in baseball have the most specialized skill set. I think with all due respect, that is horseshit. Uh, players are all hitting the ball, throwing the ball, catching the ball, or running just in different ways. In football, you have different sized men from 5'10", 198 pounds, to 6'7", 340 pounds. Um, offensive linemen never want to touch the ball. Wide receivers always want the ball. The quarterback always has the ball and wants to get rid of it as soon as he can. Um, you need safeties who are able to have long gates to close uh, gaps on the ball carry and recognize the angle that they want to take. Um, you have uh, big plays in football. Each play is so much more important. Um, you can have players uh, streaking down the field on a pick six. You can have men at the goal line just pushing against each other. The running back with his offensive lineman pushing him into the end zone. Everyone is on the edge of their seat or on their feet watching to see what happens because each individual play is so important. There is a clock on this game, unlike baseball, which makes it so 
it, it, it makes it tangible. It, it makes it firm. It no, it lets you know that you have two minutes until halftime. You have 30 seconds until the game runs out, and this is your last chance to score points. Speaking of scoring points, there are different ways to do it. You can choose how you want to attack your opponent. You get six points for a touchdown, three points for a field goal, two points for a safety. When you score a touchdown, you can either do the one-point conversion, or you can go for two. You can go for two! That is one of the most exciting things in any sport, is when uh, they line up and the kicker's not out there, and you're like, oh, man they're actually doing it it is so fucking cool <laughs> this point's kind of lame but it's true the ball is weird it's shaped like an egg it's not a round ball round balls you know what's going to happen they're going to roll with this thing when you when you do a coffin corner punt and it lands at the five yard line you don't know if it's going to go to the two and stop if it's going to go out the back of the end zone or if it's going to come back out to the 10 it, it, anything can happen with that ball odell beckham's uh, infamous three-point catch where he catches the ball with three fingers could not have happened with a round ball that's what makes it special that's what makes it different and if we want to talk about rock stars and superstars i think that there is no position in any sport that is more inherently big it requires so much responsibility so much skill makes you the face of the franchise than the quarterback of a football team it is the only position in any sport where every team's win and loss is tracked and tacked onto your record yes starting pitchers and baseballs do have win-loss records but that doesn't tell the whole story of the team that we're we are saying that the quarterback is responsible for uh, the team's success. How fucking rock star is that? The answer is very, very rock star. Thank you very much. All, all great points, Joe. All real. Just. All right. Let's talk about gameplay for a minute. You mentioned the clock in football. Yes, it does have a clock. It does have a finite amount of time. But an average football game is about three hours and 12 minutes. And of that three hours and 12 minutes, about 12 of them is actual gameplay. That's ball running. And, you know, they had to implement rules. I'll, I'll stop doing that. There's a lot of downtime in football, just as there is in baseball. Baseball games are just over three hours. And the research that I've seen says that there are about 17 minutes of actual baseball being played. Let's contrast that to basketball. Average basketball game is about two hours and 18 minutes. You get 48 minutes of basketball. There's not a, hey, we mill around for a while before we get the play. You know, they go on and they attack. Yes, there is stoppages. You go out of bounds. There's fouls and things like that. Which to me is why the gameplay of basketball is the best. It's sort of an amalgamation between the, what the two of you have. Baseball, it's hot, cold, shift this infield over. We'll bring in the righty and play the percentages a little bit. And it's subtle shift in things. Hey, this guy is doing this. As opposed to football, which is a very rigid and set set of plays. You know exactly what your man's going to be doing right here, right now. He goes to the left. The other guy swings around. Basketball has both of those things. Coming out of a timeout, there are definitive ways to be like, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to score. Or, hey, you know, Isaiah Thomas has the hot hand. We're going to let him run pick and pops off Horford all day. Or Marcus Smart can't do anything, but he's crushing it on the defensive end. We're going to leave him in and put him in with the more offensive Jalen Brown. I don't know. That's just how it could work. So basketball not only has the ability to play like baseball – in that it's fluid, like football, in that it's set, but you get more 
you get more time playing. Speaking of more, you have higher scores. Higher scores mean more excitement. You can have scores up into the hundreds, as low as in the high 70s, and it's a constant scoring. It's not so low that it's, what, about 7 or 8 or about 20-something over here. Mm -hmm. You regularly have scores in the 90s. It's constant pace, constant action, where all players are playing offense and defense, unlike your two sports, which separate them both. Sorry if the DH wasn't a thing, MB, you'd have a point. For the record, I'm against the DH. I'm for it. Give me those dingers. Uh, Hooli. It would be. <laughs> Hooli, man, I don't know. That sounds like that might be too many cookies. <laughs> you know, I might want a moderate amount of cookies. No, man, the score. See, basketball is cookies. The score is sprinkles. Oh, and shit. And you can never have enough sprinkles. That's true. Um, all right. Well, we've heard everyone argue, everyone's arguments. Um, Daniel, how are you feeling about the gameplay portion of the arguments? Um, we're going to do some final thoughts before we get your final take on uh, all of the cases that have been presented here. But um, some thoughts on the, the gameplay portion. Uh, well, I'm going to go with probably just, again, a lot of different appeals <laughs> for a lot of different tastes where it's like, man, how many cookies do I feel like right now? <laughs> Is it two or four or eight? <laughs> and do I want sprinkles on them? These are all the most important questions you can be asking. So I think we're, I think we're at the heart of the matter. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Or I might be distracted by like food at the moment rather than sports. <laughs> but. I'm right there with you. Great. Lasagna comparison. Ballpark Franks. <laughs> Ballpark Franks. That's, That's America. <laughs> um, all right. I think we settled on doing some. Uh, our, our closing arguments would be uh, I pitched that they be um, mm. <laughs> a, a segment called There's Nothing Like. Um, so the things in your sport, I have three but i'm sure i could go on but the the three um i have you know i don't think we need a definitive number but just you know maybe a minute or so for for okay. closing arguments sure i'll i'll go first we could just go around yeah, the horn. Yeah, yeah sure okay there is nothing like a walk-off man nothing like it it's just one and done like you and like the person doesn't even have to make it around the bases everyone's just fucking losing their minds like at, like it's the thrill of a bottom of the ninth or bottom of the tenth or you never know how many more innings there have been you don't know how many pitchers they've had to go through there's nothing like that man there's nothing like a walk-off there is nothing like on the other hand the last out of a perfect game or a no-no mm. it's just the those last pitches where the you the pitchers just trying to channel all of their focus and energy into closing it out and trying to make that that thing just close it off and you can lose it in the last pitch of the last strike that's crazy Lastly, and certainly not least, this speaks for itself. There's nothing like the home run race. Sosa and Maguire was one of the hugest things ever in sports. We talked about it in my fifth grade, like, gifted and talented class. Like, we just <laughs> fucking talked about the home run race. There's nothing like it. I'll, uh, I'll make my points. All right. There is absolutely nothing like a close basketball game. 
And I know everyone says, well, it all comes down to the last five minutes. Let's make that last five minutes. The last five minutes of a tight basketball game are so much more engrossing than either of those two sports because of how quickly the lead can change and come back to tie. It can flip back and forth in a matter of seconds. Talking about Reggie Miller scoring, what was it, eight points in like three seconds or so? When that, Havlicek stole the ball. It can turn on a dime so quickly both ways, which is something that really can't happen in either of your sports. Maybe maybe defense scores touchdowns. Maybe that happens. But the overall quality of basketball is always high. We don't need to rely on the best parts of our games, the home run touchdowns, the perfect uh, games that rarely ever come, the home run race that happens once every 15 years. And we don't need that one player to sell everything. It's a team game. We have more celebrities than that that are more recognizable because they don't have their masks on their face. Football can turn on a dime. There can be a one-possession game with 30 seconds left. Offense controls the ball. They turn it over. There is nothing like a late turnover. There is nothing like a fumble return for a touchdown. There is nothing like a pick six where the defender is strutting for the last 20 yards, ball extended, doing his high kicks because he knows that he just won the game. That is not exclusive to baseball, and I would argue that it is more uh, uh, emotional with football. It's more visceral. You feel it in your gut. Um, There is nothing like kickoff Sunday. You've been waiting uh, six months for real football to come back. It is the closest thing that I have to a religious experience. Um, There is nothing like a quarterback throwing a 60-yard bomb, splitting two defenders, dropping it right in the basket for the receiver right as he crosses the goal line. And there is nothing, nothing like the Super Bowl. And I don't care what anybody says. I will fight each of you motherfuckers. The Super Bowl is where it is at. It is the mecca of American sports. Joe feels really strongly about a bowl of soup. <laughs> I I was confused. I wasn't sure if he was more excited about the soup or the bowl. <laughs> it's, it's a bread bowl. It's just a bread bowl. Soup it's a bread or bowl. bowl. <laughs> soup or bowl. I'll yeah. take both, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think there is nothing like this argument and the fun times we have on sports retorts. <laughs> Daniel, I, I believe that we all rest the prosecution rests the prosecution rests and the prosecution rests so do you have any thoughts that you would like to share with us or would you like to cut straight to your ruling on which you think is the best sport yeah do you have questions for us or what would you need to make a fair and accurate ruling i mean i guess like hmm I don't know, because we're talking about, like, the best sport, but it's also like, well, what's, uh... The, the subjectivity of best. Yeah. The subjectivity the of best, best but, yeah. but, like, are we talking about, like, how many points people score, how recognizable I have of, like, moments in history of each sport? Because, like, I remember, I don't even remember what team it was, but I just remember there was one Super Bowl where a guy literally just, like, ran... 
way farther than I've ever seen anyone run in the Super Bowl. And I was just like, wait, aren't they supposed to be, have stopped him like five seconds ago? <laughs> and then he just kept going and he finally like scored a touchdown. I believe that turned the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but oh, also, I, I bet you that was the um, I bet you that was the Cardinals Steelers Super Bowl. I was thinking he yeah. was talking about the Steelers. I think that, I think, yeah. that, I think that may have been Joey Porter. Yeah, because it might have been. But yeah, because yeah. uh, but regardless, uh, it, it's it is an awesome moment, whichever whichever specific game that it was. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I just had a lot of childhood movies about basketball and baseball because I'm like Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. And the Sandlot. Yes, uh, yeah. still a favorite. Angels Space Jam still a favorite too, but you know different reasons. <laughs> for sure, for sure. 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 Sandlot's uh, classic. Yeah, yeah. The Sultan of Swat. So yeah, it, it will be hard to. Again, it's impossible to objectively, empirically say which sport is the winner because it is That's subjective. It, it depends on yeah. what you grew up with, what your experiences were, what interests you most in each of those games. However, Daniel, you do have the unenviable task yes. to tell us definitively which argument was strongest <laughs> and... We'll say in a non-binding way, even though this will be recorded <laughs> in perpetuity. You need to tell us which sport you think has won the argument today for which sport is the best. Right. <laughs> no hurt feelings. None of us will take it personal. No way. No. Nor will I the nor will the tens of millions of Americans that you alienate with your decision. <laughs> oh, I've probably already alienated them. <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, perhaps up, up to a dozen things. of them are listening to this. So, good. Good. Any any follow up questions you had, or, or or do you want to rule? I guess I'm gonna rule because like all of my questions would be like, what were those specific terms? <laughs> and I don't even remember all of them. Totally. There were too many. Totally. Fair. Um, if if you've ranked all three in your head, I'd be interested to hear who is the runner up first, or if you just have a winner, let's just have you lay it on us. Okay. I think I think I have to go with basketball. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> because of its pacing, because of the amount of time I would have to spend watching it. <laughs> um, that's I mean that's real. Yeah, you're yeah. you're fair. not wrong. That was a really strong stat. Yeah. And I yeah. and I stayed away from game winning game winning buzzer beaters cuz like yes it's a walk off, yes it's a home run, like you can have that final you know, point and, you know, to make it count in every sport except for like tennis. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah that's you how win, you win. Where you got to win by two. Yeah. Yeah. You win by getting the last point. Yeah. Like, that's I was the thinking definition that today game. that like tennis, I guess it's different just because it's a two person sport and not a team sport in general. But I was like, it's yeah. really incomparable to anything else. You're not yeah. trying to get a ball into yeah. anything. It's just like keeping the ball in play. In play. Yeah. yeah. Uh, excellent. Well, I, well, I think, thank you. I think that your reasoning was sound uh, For sure. in this decision. Yeah. Oh, thank Although you. I oh, think, you oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> He's just trying I to steal think, the thunder. That's fair. Uh, just like I Oklahoma City did. Doing right now. Huh? Yeah. I said just like Oklahoma City did. They stole the thunder. Ah. I get it. <laughs> oh, damn. From Seattle. What were you trying to, what were you trying yes. to say? Um, but I think baseball has a place in my heart. That no other sport does because, like, yeah, it's just like the Sandlot. It's like that's probably what cemented everything. That's and what just I like, like to hear. that fact that I like broad DS 
worked and I like played a video game yes. while I was watching a, a baseball game in the stadium. Yes. And like nobody totally, particularly cared. Yeah, I yeah. totally played Pokemon Go at that game at PNC. <laughs> the place is a gym. And like, not for, uh, Daniel knows, the uh, Toledo Mud Hens have really one of the nicest minor league parks in the country. It was voted nicest by USA Today a couple of times when I, it first came out. It's gorgeous. And I it's actually great. was going to mention, uh, speaking of Pokemon Go, that like um, minor league baseball was the first thing to really like take advantage, or that I saw of to take advantage of Pokemon Go because one of the first nights that it was yeah. released, there were people in the stands at Durham Bulls games, uh, going like, "Man, there's so many good Pokemon on the field." And the next day, the team was out of town, and they charged people like a few bucks to just come in and walk around the stadium and catch Pokemon. And they like set lures for people and like just oh, like let people wander around. Dope. And now oh, I've seen. Awesome. Right? Isn't that incredible? Like they and like I've seen it that's now happened in like the stadium in Nebraska at the University of Nebraska and like a few other minor league stadiums and like businesses and stuff. But the literal first thing that I saw and I think that that can be like that's really what I wanted to get at by focusing so much on the minor leagues because like they started that type of promotion. Yeah. yeah. No, the, and I've seen Pokemon Go Night and like they, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Ghostbusters, Star Wars. Yeah. Like, Ninja Turtles. Like it's, you, you, it, they it, get like any kind of, they'll change their hats, their jerseys. Like yeah. it's just no holds barred. And they don't have giant babies like Chris Sale cutting up the uniforms uh, when they have to switch. What a twat. no i think that's a really great point about how um they'll use literally anything to get people in the stadium because all right all right all right we could do this all night (laughs) third place uh football made some good arguments but i just have no attachment to it no and that's fine that's fine it's Um, so limiting to go to football games it's so expensive that's because you get a one in 16 a one in eight shot to see a home game if yeah, there's no playoffs. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's I not mean, for the average fan. I mean, baseball Baseball has a record 25.4 million viewers uh, for the 2011 uh, World Series Game 7. Basketball has 30.8 million record viewers for the 2016 NBA Finals Game 7. Can I guess what you're at? Yeah. So 20, 25.4 and 30.8. Is this national or worldwide? This is, well, for football, it's the same either way. <laughs> no, nobody it's outside United of America is watching football. It's national. Sure, it's sure, United sure, States. Sure. sure. Uh, 85. 111.9 million Boo! viewers of the 2016 Super Bowl. And it sucked. It was a terrible Super Bowl. They're all All garbage. of those people were disappointed. <laughs> yeah. The commercials, though. Uh, Even the commercials have been trashed lately. Yeah, well, oh, hey, that's true. if you want to check out our feelings, please listen to our Super Bowl episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 I think that Daniel has served us faithfully and truthfully. Thank you so much. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Your Honor, it has been a pleasure. <laughs> Daniel, I will uh, find you the next time that I'm in Toledo, and we will we will have a beer at Doc Watson's, maybe. You guys don't ah, know what that is. No. It's a bar in Toledo. I'm still just trying to find those cookies with sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> we got them. We got them, bro. We got them October through June in the NBA. Sold. I am a victim of a basketball Jones. I take my basketball everywhere. I even put my basketball under the pillow. Maybe that's why. Sing it. Sing it.
boy, this thing's a blowout, but let's sit down for some garbage time. All right, we've got some garbage time to round this thing out. If basketball, as Daniel has decided, is the best sport, what is the worst? Baseball. (laughs) Damn, bro. Harsh. I'm going to preface this with I will watch it once every four years. Synchronized swimming. But if there's not Olympic gold on the line, not a fucking chance do I care about whether or not a dozen people can all stick their right leg up at the same time. But every four years, USA. Um, I'll say anything that qualifies as a quote-unquote X game, I, c- I <laughs> could give two shits about. <laughs> Great job. You're a skateboarder. You did a half pipe. Your, your your parents are still not proud. Um, I was just gonna say like stock car racing. I think that's a total. Oh, totally that's yeah. That's so that's stupid. That's like, really. Yeah, I'm gonna change my so answer. Stupid. Actually, I don't yeah. get it. At, at least they're all. making something beautiful. Those guys are turning left and burning gas. Yeah. 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 Good thing we have as much of that as we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an unlimited. <laughs> um. All right. What is the worst part of your favorite sport? Mine is definitely pitching changes. It is the A number one thing that slows the game down. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to get through an inning and you have to use four pitchers to do it, the inning's going to take 45 minutes. Mm. It's infuriating. Like It's just so slow. It slows the game down to a halt. Um, I've got two, and I really can't decide which is worse. Um, I think one of the, I, and I think they're both the uh, largest barriers to entry for fans outside the sport. Um, it is all of the stoppage of football, uh, all of the stop and go, all of the downtime. As as Huli pointed out earlier, there's a lot of downtime in the three hours that constitute watching a game. Um, also, the the rules there are a lot Mm -hmm. of intricate rules that um people don't understand and not only that that uh referees enforce inconsistently uh nobody on this planet right now can tell you what a catch is because calvin johnson can (laughs) he caught his ass a new job is what he caught yeah yeah uh he's like fuck this i'm out um so i i'd say those two as a fan of the game they're the most annoying and i think that they're the things that prevent people from really getting into the game the most as well yeah uh, hack a shack. Same with uh, MB. Uh, it's at the end of the game. It slows it down. It's real stupid. Like it draws it out. It sure you're penalizing players for not being able to hit free throws, which also leads into why it's the worst. Fuck you. Make your free throws. <laughs> hack a shack. Hack a shack. So in uh, basketball, if you have an off the ball foul on someone after you've reached your limit, you can foul that one person you can foul deandre jordan you can find foul shaquille o'neal where it came from on the other side of the court and then that person has to shoot the free throws 
So they're uh, a garbage free throw shooter. So they're just gunning for the people who yep. are bad on purpose because yep. it like takes the ball out of anyone else's hands. Yep. Because yeah. you will sucks. not get two points. You won't get a possession. And then it gets turned right back over. Except for they did just change the rules on that to where it's now it's a possession at the end. So David Silver's taking care of things. Yeah. Or just make your free throws and it doesn't matter. I mean, I hate the DH, too, but we already covered that. Yes. it's great. <laughs> he was back in the news this week. I think that means it's time for Peyton's Recap of the Week. Yeah, he was. He had a big week not being involved in the steroids uh, or PEDs, which is where my recap of the week is going to come from. I told y'all I don't do roids. <laughs> I mean, we all heard Peyton at the end of the Super Bowl. He was, you know, the best QB just running on Budweiser's. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like this election season we're getting the best candidates that money can buy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't feel the burn. I'm with her. Uh, uh, make America Papa John's. <laughs> um, um, my recap of the week, because it seems like every single morning I, I woke up and went to Reddit and the, the top story was about some person who shot or stabbed or blew up um my recap is please stop killing everyone so let's try to make that a reality All right, I think that's all we got for you this week, sports fans. Follow us on Twitter at Hooli and the Joe. Look us up on Facebook, like our page, facebook.com slash Hooli and the Joe. And our newly acquired Instagram handle at sports underscore retorts. So we will get some hot pics. We'll take one right now and post it so there will be one picture for you to witness when you start following us on Instagram. Thank you so much for setting that up first, Daniel, and closing that chapter of our sports reports live. <laughs> I think that's all I've got. Check back in in a couple weeks. We'll have an Olympic preview because those will get kicking and um, going to revisit some thoughts we've had on it in the past and move forward into the games. Uh, I will be absent for that episode, but I hope you guys have fun talking about stuff that I have nothing to talk about. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am GrabBot23548X.
Uh, for me. Did you guys stick through the credits for the yes. last part? Yes, yes, yes. What a fucking missed opportunity. Yeah. You had a fucking recorded queef earlier. Yeah. In the, uh, yes. And, and it's like, it wasn't even... You didn't even have to make it the queef. All That's you needed was so Kristen Wiig to go like, "Nah, you fooled me once. I'm not doing it again." Yeah. Like even if, was, even if Patty was like, back at all. "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, I thought I really thought that that was going to be a queef joke at the end yeah. too. And then yeah. I was like, "Oh, you set it up for okay, but like, what about that queef though?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah she been like, "What if what I said it came out the front?" Does yeah. Zool mean anything to you? I don't know. Let me hear it. <laughs> or something like it yeah. was such a fucking missed opportunity. Yeah. I was like, I was like. 